0: Log Talk Radio.
1: going to be an interesting show today hello my name is Neil Holland I'm the producer of the show and having problems at the very beginning here so I don't have my normal uh, transmission and I'm using a cell phone to conduct the show let me check this see if anyone is hearing me first of all Jim Holder are you out there can you hear me I hear you loud and clear Wow okay And then I see an area code 908. Uh, Who might that be? Uh, Sharon Moore. Hey, Sharon. Okay, uh, there will be days like this out of 365 days in producing this show. And I believe area code 519 is Jim Harris. Is that you, Jim? 519, that's Renee
2: McKinnon in in London. Okay, London, Canada. Let me clarify that.
1: Okay, good to hear you, Renee. Sorry for the problems this morning. Uh, okay. But uh, I uh, am having problems. I noticed that when I first signed on, I got a beep sound, and that didn't sound too good. So I started to check it out, and sure enough, uh, it had cut me off as far as my headset and my microphone. So I had no way to uh, complete the show. So we're going to try to do it. This way, I've done it about four or five times, I guess, in the past nearly 13 years now doing this show, and um, I don't like doing it this way, but you guys are using a smartphone too, so I guess I'll use mine today and see what happens. Is that all right with everybody? Carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Carry on. Raise your hand if if, uh, if, if that's not Okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, I'm going to lead off with my introduction, and then we'll get right into the show, because I don't know what's going to happen next. But uh, (laughs) hello, folks. You're listening to some problems uh, with the radio, cyber radio, I should call it. Uh, But uh, we're on the air again with another episode. This is episode 95. Golly, almost 100 episodes here coming up. Of course, we have done over 13, nearly 13 years in November I should state we've done about uh, 800 shows and uh, i guess i couldn't fill up a hand of the times that we've had problems like this but at any rate people around the world is listening
3: uh-uh.
4: well uh i just don't know what to say <laughs> anybody hear me
3: I hear you. I hear
4: you. Yeah. Jim Harris, you on? Hmm. Well. Well, I think I'll take this little break and go let my dog in. I'll be on (laughs) listening. But, uh. I got to go look at Miss Hattie again. She's in the backyard. I'll be right back. Hmm. Come here, howdy, girl. Come here, Heidi. Come on. Come here, Heidi. Come here. Come here, Heidi girl. Come on. Come on. Here you go. Here you go. Well, I'm back. Good. Boy, I tell you, dog treats, they'll do anything for a little treat. And get back in their little cage, or a big cage, rather. Matter of fact, they're so good, I think I'll eat one. You hear that crunch? That's actually not a treat. That's a what's left of a lifesaver. Oh. Harris, are you on? I guess I don't know what to guess
3: I I hear you, do you hear me? This is Sharon Yeah,
4: I hear you, who is this?
3: This is Sharon Moore
1: Hey Sharon, hello Jim, I'm back with you You know this is going to cut on and off today I, be, I believe So uh, we're just going to discontinue the show I think I'm being cut off again so oh, I hear you. Um, we'll carry this show next week. How does that sound to you guys?
4: Sounds yeah. good. Sounds good. Sounds good.
1: All right. Well, I'm sorry about it, but uh, it kicked me off again, and I would imagine it will probably do it again. But uh, mm. I thought we had some good conversation we were going to talk about today. And um, mm. we can continue talking if that's okay with you guys. And I got some questions I want to ask. First of all, Jim Holder, uh, you're in uh, the Atlanta area, right?
4: That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and, and what were you talking about, your little puppy?
4: Yeah, it's Heidi, a yeah, seven-month-old miniature Snyder. Not Snyder. Okay. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell is she? <laughs> <doing this? laughs> the oh, and, and Sharon, where are you?
3: I'm in uh, Lake Worth, Florida.
1: Lake Worth, okay, know where it is. Down the street from us
3: from me yeah. but
1: I'm up saint Augustine here but uh and let's see uh, renee, are you still with me? I'm still here from london, Canada,
2: right great right.
1: all right uh you guys flying into Toronto, you probably uh you probably met uh renee uh I guess you were you out at the airport you were based at the airport, weren't you uh yeah, I
2: was in operations, and uh, I was working yeah. the desk as the coordinator, and uh, all of you guys that came in, we gave you dispatch releases and the weather, and we took care of you from operations. So I was there for a long time, and I enjoyed it.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, golly, I wish I had a picture to identify the voice, but uh, at any rate... Uh, uh, good to have you here and uh I got Eric Code uh, let's see, one other area oh, that's my area code because I'm on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. But uh at any rate, you know, some of the things I wanted to talk about. Uh first of all, our I wanna uh, plug again our Monday night now we don't we don't have any problems with Monday night shows. And the reason for that is because it's not a call in show like we're doing today. It's a podcast, meaning that all of the recording for the hour has been pre-recorded, and all I do is sit here and just uh, hit the buttons on my producer's uh, board here and and play the stories and So far, the stories have been extremely interesting, very interesting, and thanks to stories coming from Captain Jim Holder there on the other end of the phone here, and uh, we did a great story. Last Monday, about three dogs and a cat.
4: Our, no, was it three cats and a dog?
1: Okay, I can <laughs> never get that right. Never get it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you lived it, you would.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, three cats and a dog. And um, um, there. At any rate, Monday night at eight o'clock, we have some great stories from Eastern, uh, from Eastern folks that have. Uh, have recorded it written the stories and they were found in various publications so it's it's a fun show to do and and I was searching for I hate to run the same commercials although all the time the same eastern commercials although I like just about every one that they ever did but I found some that I'd never never heard before so I was out searching and um I found the, the advertising agency that uh, did our uh, advertisements, and um, one is really good. I don't know where it had been hidden uh, from when you go and look for Eastern ads. Um, you see the here the standard ones, but I'd never heard these, so we're going to be playing those Monday night along with the stories, and they only run from 30 seconds to about a minute, minute and a half, and, and uh, they're fun to listen to. But they date all the way back to the 60s up until the time Eastern shut the doors. So anyhow, um, that's my plug for Monday night, 8 o'clock. All you have to do is just go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie and sit back and enjoy the one hour of stories by Eastern people. And um, we've got stories from all departments of the airline. And um, I can say now, again, If you've got a story, you want us to put it on the air, send it to us uh, in a written form or either record it yourself because most phones, I mean uh, computers, have recorders. So uh, record what what you want to tell and send it to me, and it will come to me in an MP3 file, and then I can play it on the radio show. So that's how easy it is. Or, like I say, you can write it down, send it to us, and we'll read it. But uh, i like to hear different voices. And Glenda uh, and do a great job when they are on the shows uh, Monday nights. Okay, here's some questions for you guys. Let's entertain these questions. Name the airlines you can remember that are no longer in the air.
4: Mm-hmm. Or you want me to say no, Give me three. Give me three of them, Jim. Panam, uh Erica West.
1: Okay. Anybody else?
2: Mohawk and oh.
3: Okay.
1: Mohawk and who? Uh,
3: North Central.
1: North Central. Mm-hmm. Golly, I hadn't heard of North Central in a long time. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. And there's
1: a reason for me to ask them these questions, Uh, especially with no longer, airlines no longer there. North Central, what else? National Airlines. Mohawk's been said, Ozark. How about Ozark? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, The reason that I'm using these airlines is I'm trying to put together a list and Go ahead, Jim. You said somebody?
4: Uh, Alaska. Well,
1: Alaska is is still flying. Well, they are. Yeah. Hawaii is still flying, too. Have any of you guys heard of Northeast Airlines?
4: Oh, yes. Mm Yeah. Northeast. They got sucked by Delta.
1: Yeah. Okay. How about
2: PSA?
4: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. How are
1: you? Come on, how about how about some Canadian airlines, Renee? Uh,
2: Canadian Pacific. Okay. Um, that was one of the Air <laughs> Was another Canadian one.
4: It's no longer say line. Mohawk. Somebody say Mohawk.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Allegheny? How about uh, Allegheny? Southern. Mm-hmm.
4: Southern Airlines.
1: Southern Airlines. Very good. Kelly Pete. Kelly, mm-hmm. you've forgotten the one that we all
2: know. National. Eastern.
1: Eastern, <laughs> Eastern Airlines and yeah. National Airlines. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Yeah. By the yeah. way, I'm recording these. Because they're going to be used in the future here. That's why I wanted to get your help. Any, any, any others?
2: Missionary? I was uh, who? Somebody said
4: Southern. Maybe southern. Yeah, southern.
1: yeah. We got Southern. There was an airline that I was associated with after Eastern folded. I was the director of flight operations there. <clears throat> Not many people have heard of it because it was uh, an inter-island airline based in Honolulu. Mm -hmm. It was Hawaii Pacific. And Mm -hmm. yours truly shut it down because of the maintenance practices that were happening. And we almost lost Uh, an airline and a crew. I mean an airplane and a crew. So I stopped it real early and, and came home. So it was called Hawaii Pacific Air.
4: Okay, mm-hmm. I'll tell you the one I flew after Eastern American Friends Transair ATA. And that's they right. Are they they still not flying? Until I was sixty. No, no, they they about three years after I left, they were forced out. Okay, mm-hmm. and
2: and then there were the airlines Southwest way back Carolina. in the
4: thirties. Who? Did anybody say Southwest?
1: No, Southwest is but still, they're still flying.
4: flying though,
1: aren't they? Yeah, what am I excuse me there, guys? My daughter-in-law just got a job with him flying. So
4: Yeah, yeah you, 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 you had to be somebody else not flying anymore. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. All right, yeah. I think I got enough to do my thing here in the future show. Uh, and now, I just ordered a movie from Amazon, and I was <laughs> looking for aviation-related movies. And I came upon this one, and I said, oh, my golly. It's showing to be number one favorite of all the airline movies made. Can anyone name that that movie?
4: Was it a comedy? Comedy. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If if it is, I can't think of the name, but uh, the captain made a couple of great lines. Yeah, that's
1: the one we're thinking right. (laughs) I can't think of the name, though. How about Airplane? Yeah. 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 Airline, uh, airplane, and great, uh, great stars that were in it. Even the basketball player was in it. And uh, But it was uh, voted the number one uh, movie about uh, airlines. And uh, great, great. Uh, but anyhow, anyhow, what are some of your favorite airline movies that you remember?
4: Mm. <laughs> I can all remember I I just can't remember their names. Well John Wayne Is in, he's a co pilot.
1: Robert Collin was
4: the captain. High and the Mighty. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yes. You know, I was gonna say that's my all time
1: favorite. Because well. it made It uh, it gave me the incentive to become an airline pilot. That movie. I don't
4: like him hitting the captain though.
1: (laughs) You don't like no. He did slap uh, Robert Stack, (laughs) I believe.
4: Yeah. Pretty hard there.
1: Yeah. But uh, Um, yeah, 1950s. That came out in the 50s, and uh, it turned my attention to hey, this is a career I think I would like to have. And by golly. Uh, it, it moved me in that direction, and lo and behold, I flew uh, airliners. Okay, very good. Well, there's some out there, a lot of different uh, movies. One that uh, had the Denzel Washington flying a DC nine upside down.
4: You remember yeah. that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty recent.
1: Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> think of the name of that movie, but. I can't um, Okay, well, that's, I don't think about movies anymore. How about your favorite airline book, aviation book? Period.
0: Mm.
1: Oh boy! Oh. Uh, did you, anyone uh, read the, the book? Uh, the right, the right brother. Uh, what did you say, Renee?
2: Uh, Lindbergh. Uh, he wrote a book after his trip called We. We,
1: I got it on my bookshelf. Very good book, We. Yeah, and, uh, W-E? Yeah, W-E, that's right, We. And wh- who was the We, Renee, Do you remember?
2: Uh, it wasn't Gregory Peck. I, I'm not sure who it was. I don't remember now.
1: Well, it was hmm. Lindbergh, of course, and there was must have been someone else to call it We.
2: Hmm. Hmm. He was, and it he was... Looked- about his flight and he, the airplane, it was the two of them, the airplane and him. That was the we.
1: Yeah, but there was some there was another living form inside that airplane with him. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, and right. Okay. The big one. <laughs> it was a fly.
0: <laughs>
2: a fly?
4: F L Y.
1: F L Y. Hmm. And it annoyed him all the way across the Atlantic Ocean. And, um, and I believe that's why it was titled We. Now, you might check into that, uh, fact check it as we call it today. Don't take my word for it. But that's my old age memory of that book, We. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of books that I like that Robert Serling wrote, The Left Seat, Mm -hmm. He wrote that became a movie And a -hmm. lot of people don't know who Robert Serling is I had him on my jump seat I've told about that experience uh, On a previous show, past show But his brother was Rod Serling The writer of of, uh, Twilight Zone And Robert wrote a lot of those uh, episodes for his brother and he, always, he also wrote a book called The Stewardess. Now, Sharon, you might remember that one, but uh, and then again, you might not. But where he took uh, his information to write that book, and that's when I met him, because he had just finished the book, and he was going back to his home, Tucson, Arizona, and he was on my flight in the cockpit, and we talked about it. But... He became a flight attendant for Eastern Airlines. Well did? when I say he became a flight attendant in name only, oh. not employed. But he had an honorary certificate as a flight attendant because he went through the training school uh in Miami and learned about all about what flight attendants had to do to be certified. And um uh, that was the book stewardess. So you might check into that. Good book, good read Left Seat, of course, was a great book He wrote From the Captain to the Colonel Do you remember that Mm -hmm. one? From the Captain to the Colonel? Mm Mm-hmm Yeah, and as a matter of fact We are taking some stories uh, And putting them uh, in our Monday broadcast Because there's some fantastic stories That Serling had uh, put in there about uh, Eastern And uh, by the way, he was an honorary pilot, too uh, Jim and uh, he uh, checked out in the simulator the L-1011 simulator
4: I didn't we, know that
1: but he was not a pilot he checked out on the he took training and now I, I assume that he paid for all this or he could have been given it free I never did ask him but um, he passed away here a few years back and um, interesting man very interesting man, man. He was. Uh, he had a very bad eyesight, and his his glasses were like coke bottles, you know. Um, but an interesting person, captain to the colonel, and um, mm. some other books he wrote, and a lot of uh, several of them became movies. I can't identify them right now, but several of them did. Okay, well that takes care of the books. Let's see. Uh, uh, Sharon, are you a member of any aviation organization?
3: Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. You're not? I'm just the Silverliners. <laughs>
1: Silverliners. That's an aviation organization. Yeah. How about you, Jim Holder?
4: Oh uh, no, I'm not a member of the Silver Falcons. No, 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 Silverliners. <laughs> You're a member of RIPA no. and the Silver
1: Liners, I believe, aren't
4: you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we are RIPA, Silver Liners, uh, Silver Falcons. Uh, yeah. Used Silver to be in the Boy Scouts yeah, a long Silver time ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Renee, how about you? Uh,
2: I belong to the Royal Canadian Air Force Association. Uh, it's a number of uh, wings that were here during the war all across Canada. We have 16 of them here in Ontario wow. and it's retired pilots, anybody in aviation, anybody that likes to work with the uh, air cadets or just has an interest in aviation. So it, it's a, a pretty good up and going uh, organization.
1: Very good. Is it all
2: through Canada then? You have different uh yeah, all Canada.
1: Yeah.
4: And um, well, I forgot I don't like, remember the Q Bs but you can't talk about that.
1: I know it I <laughs> was gonna say that sounds like an organization. Now, you can talk about what your organization does, Renee. but there's an organization that Jim Holder and myself are members of that we can't talk about.
4: That's
1: okay. That's right. <laughs> the <Depends laughs> quiet bird. Quiet bird. We can just mention the name, QBs are quiet
4: bird. Yeah, if we you say more, I'll report you.
1: I will <laughs> report you too, Jim.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll report you.
1: Do what, Sharon?
3: I'll report you both. I don't know who I report <laughs> yeah. you to, but you are reporting everybody.
1: <laughs> well, it's 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 uh, an interesting organization. Let's just leave it at that. That uh, mm-hmm. that sounds interesting. Okay, uh, were did any of you, Sharon or Renee or Jim Older, serve as an officer of an airline union?
4: Good Lord, no, no. I do not. I've, I had quite a few positions as a priest,
2: and uh, yeah.
4: Neil even taught me into being the editor of the magazine. Uh, <laughs> about twenty years. <laughs> well,
1: uh, it was in good hands, and I'm sorry to see that it uh, that uh it, yeah. you know, it's no longer. I just ran no you, you know. Yeah, yeah, and w- I, you always thought when that magazine went, so went the organization. What now? I said I always thought when that magazine uh, was no longer printed, there would
4: no longer be a REBA. Oh, so, well, yeah. Well, there's still and, um, four or five guys on the board somewhere. But, somewhere and uh, doing what? That's, that's the, that's the yeah.
1: question. What are they doing? And it's the same thing with Silverlight. I still,
4: I Brent, still got the website. Brenda Chabot. I'm just, do I? Yeah. I said I still got the website. on the webmaster, you know. And, and yeah. another job yeah. you shoved off on me. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I check to see if it's still working every once
1: in a while, and I complain that it's not working.
4: Well, we yeah. had a bad week here about uh, about a month ago, and a lot of people thought we were gone, but. We were rescued by our, our, our uh, med tech or whatever you call them, technician or something, yeah. Richard. Yeah. Richard, once yeah. Richard, I, there would be no Reaper Well site, I guarantee you. Yeah. He's a genius.
1: <clears throat> well, okay. Well, uh, now, uh, here's one that uh, I'm sure that you guys had a preference, uh, Sharon, of working. And um, the which aircraft did you not fly, or work on as a crew member that you wish you had?
3: Mm, I can't think of any. Um, I think I flew everything, uh, except for I came in when the Constellation was retired in Washington, Uh D.C., but I never flew it, but I flew the Electra, and I flew the dc nine. One I didn't like, that I didn't like, or I liked. <laughs> I that
1: you wish that you had checked out or flo- flown in uh, as a crew member.
3: How about the DC-10? Um,
1: did you ever fly the DC-10?
3: I did. I flew Miami-London on the DC-10. I didn't really like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You did not like um, it? No, because by the end of the trip, it was a mess. <laughs> all okay. the bathrooms were in the back and the galley was in the back and it was just crazy
1: oh which was your favorite to fly i like the L1011 yeah a lot of people like that airplane and the 757 was a fun airplane from what the cabin crew members told me
3: yeah and, uh, i like that airplane too i flew that And I flew over from London on the uh, 777 last month from uh, my Viking cruise, which was okay. (laughs) Well, which
1: airline were you on,
3: Delta? Uh, British Airways.
1: Oh, that's right, British Airways, yeah.
3: Mm.
1: Uh, Had any of you guys, especially you, Renee, uh, flown the, the Concorde when it was flying?
2: No. <laughs>
1: I I believe the Concorde did go London to Toronto, mm-hmm. didn't it? Uh,
2: it came in on charters, and fortunately I was in operations at the time, and the aircraft was overnighting uh, at one of the gates, so we got to go on the aircraft and sit in the cockpit and have a great look at it. It was just a, a great experience, and uh, I, I could even stand up almost <laughs> The cabin was kind of low and tiny, but it was a great experience to get on the airplane. You mean the cabin, the passenger cabin, was low? No, no. The uh, when it, the uh, the Concorde was parked overnight, British Airways. We had access okay. to go, getting on the aircraft, so we went into the cockpit and into the cabin, and we got to see the entire uh, inside of yeah. it. But I never, ever got to fly it, or yeah. fly yeah. into it, yeah.
4: Well, uh, okay, very good.
1: Jim, what was your favorite airplane to fly? Uh,
4: 727, but I wished I'd flown to 757, but I was going to. Skipped that and go straight to the 1011 and enjoy my seniority on the 727. But uh, you know yeah. what happened to that plan? Yeah. But I, was well, never, I never, I rode the 757 in the cockpit. But I never, I, I was going to just skipped it and go straight to the 1011. Yeah, did not. Work well, I out. got, uh, I got off the
1: uh, the uh, 727 went to five. When it first came out, Virgil Tedder was flying the new airplanes from Seattle to Atlanta, and I was in one of the first classes
2: uh, as mm-hmm. captain,
1: with, along with uh, Hal, Hal uh, I can't think of Hal's last name, uh, Hal Cook. Hal yeah. Cook, and uh, he was one of my classmates, and, and uh, it was a great airplane to fly. Uh, for, from the pilots. I don't know how it was for the flight attendants working it. Did you like working it, Sharon? You worked the 7-5, didn't you?
3: Um, I just think once or twice. I just remember sitting mm-hmm. on the jump seat by the the fuselage uh, yeah. door. Uh, yeah. I think they changed the configuration on the inside after we had that for a while. Yeah. I don't know. It well, was a great
1: airplane from the pilot standpoint it just had all the power it had big big it was basically a a 727 fuselage same diameter mm-hmm. and uh but it was stretched longer and uh different uh, cockpit windows were rounded instead of that little crease and by the way Jim I talked to the Boeing engineer on one flight to Seattle that uh, was on the design team of the 7-5. And I complained about the noise in the 727, which we were in at the time. And he said, well, we've eliminated on the new airplane. And I said, well, how'd you do that? He said, we rounded the windows. Hmm. Because if you remember, the 727 had a, between the main uh, windshield and the side panels for the first and second, and the captain, there was a crease there. And that crease caused all the noise in that airplane. Most of the air noise, mm. and uh, and it was a noisy cockpit. But the seven fifty seven was just as quiet as it could be, and mm. it all had to do with that little crease. And and the, the anyhow, a little trivia there. Okay, very good. What do you think, you guys, knowing aviation like you do? What do you think were the best years in airline aviation? Oh, Hmm. the prop years are the jet years. I like
4: the jet years better.
1: Me
3: too.
1: (laughs) Renee, did you work prop airplanes too? Were you you were with? Yeah, we had the
2: Electra and the Constellation from time to time in Toronto, but uh, I also preferred the uh, the jet aircraft. They were. They were wonderful. It was the best time to be in the airlines back in the 70s when Eastern was mm-hmm. up and running and we had the called yep. Interamericano. We had the South American routes. It was just yep. a joy to be flying with Eastern.
1: I agree with you 100%. Those were the best years that uh, we worked, at least, in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, okay, uh I want to ask this question, I, Sharon. I, I, how long have you been retired?
3: Um, I retired in twenty uh, twenty one.
1: Okay, not too long I
3: ago. Was, no, and I was me, working.
1: It, it's all right. So it's not enough time that have passed by. But did you pick up any kind of part time work, or did you want to, or you, I, I hope you, you didn't have to, but Sometimes folks have to continue with a living, you know, and and uh, so when Eastern folded, of course, there were a lot of us young pilots, still young, I thought, at the time in my mid-50s, uh, that uh, we had some years left. And so we went out looking for jobs. And J- J- uh, J.B. Uh, Holder, he had two retirements, one that was forced upon him and the other one that he – he, I think, he didn't you say you were the first one to retire from ATA?
4: Yes. No, first captain to retire and leave. Okay. Uh, I, I walked out the door, and, uh, of course, they were telling me I had to stay on. The chief pilot came to my retirement party and told everybody I had three months down here to get all the chores done. My wife wanted me to do that. I had to come back. And I've been telling them for that last year that I was going to hang up when I turned 60, and I did. Okay. All right. I was the How first ATA captain to do that. All right. The ones Very that left either All died right. or stayed on. Yeah.
1: How about you, Renee? Did you go back to work after Eastern shutdown?
2: Uh, well, <laughs> I didn't. Eastern retired me, as it were. And uh, when I was in sales, I... Um, did uh, I had twelve hundred travel agencies in uh, in uh, Ontario that I got to work, and so when Eastern went under, I went back to the travel agencies and I worked with wholesale tour operators and I stayed in the industry as it were on the travel side of it and that was just a, a great transition for me because I knew everything about the airlines and a lot of travel agents they didn't know um Sabre, or not Sabre the um the eastern computers, so I was able to help them on you know. I enjoyed that a mm-hmm. lot.
1: Yeah, System 1, I think you're talking referring to. Um, mm-hmm. Did you know Ray, Raymond now, NAU?
2: I don't believe so.
1: Okay, he was sales uh, rep uh, that started uh, the Disney World. He, I thought he was going to be on today. He told me he was. He had some more you know, news about, uh, about the opening of Disney, and uh, it had an interesting picture on Facebook, if you guys go into Facebook and you'll see a picture of of uh, Ray now, uh, I brag about babysitting him because I was older and we lived across the street from each other. I took him to the movies in my car and that type of thing, and we grew up to be quite uh, good friends. And He started with Eastern in the 50s, way before me, and um, he opened the theme park at uh, Disney. And there's a picture of him kneeling down with his daughter on Facebook. If you want to go to Facebook, you'll see a picture of him. And uh, the other uh, officers of Disney and also Eastern there with his daughter, Raymond's daughter, with a pair of scissors in her hand, cutting the ribbon for the Eastern uh, uh, exhibit. Interesting mm-hmm. picture. Very interesting picture there. So anyhow, uh, Raymond didn't make it today. I guess he forgot we were on the air, but uh, uh, he, w- he went into the travel business. Uh, as far as going into a different b- work, uh, I went to a li- uh, Hawaii and was a flight di- director of flight operations for a cargo airline called Hawaii Pacific and uh shut it down because of the maintenance um, i just went upstairs right above me was our poi principal operating inspector with the faa and just um after an incident in maui he just said I'd, I'd had it i couldn't get the owner of the airline to <clears throat> to uh use uh, uh the they didn't have any mechanics that knew anything about radial engines, and we had DC-4s, so uh, they shut the airline down, and I came home, so <laughs> that was my other, other job, but at any rate, uh, and let's see, that's about all. Anybody got any questions for me, uh, I think we're we're just going to play the music and hop out of here.
4: I got a little report for you.
1: Go ahead and report.
4: You know, I had them baby birds, those baby birds, I'm sorry, uh, on the back porch, the deck. It yeah. had a deck roof over it. And they've been making this one particular shelf for about the last three years. These same birds, some type of sparrow, but they were yellow and brown and had real long beaks. They've been raising their babies back there. And uh, I'm proud to say that uh, I guess about a week ago, uh, we went in there and looked in the net, nest with a flashlight that you had to, the carry had to step on tippy toes, but I could look straight in. And it was empty, empty. Mm-hmm. And they'd been trying to get it to those birds, the mamas and papas or the two mamas or the two papas or whatever. I don't know what these two birds were. But they would out there chirping at it, and they were trying to tell them, okay, come on, you can do it, come on out, I know you can do it, and we looked down underneath it, uh, there was no little baby birds down there, there was no baby birds anywhere, they were gone, and we had seen mm-hmm. them, or at least saw one, you know, looking there, you can't see anything, but at least one, and uh, it was empty, it was empty, four oh, baby God. birds that has gone, mama and daddy yeah. talked them into it, or two mamas, or whatever it was, I don't know. They didn't even leave you so, a note
1: thanking you for the free didn't rent.
4: leave a note of appreciation or anything. I'll tell you, that this was uh, Yeah, – we're going to change it around because we couldn't let the cat go back on the deck. And the cat, it went for about yeah. six weeks. She couldn't go on the deck because she surely would have climbed up there and got those little babies. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. that's why Carrie said that we're not going to let them build a nest next year.
2: Yeah, but, yeah.
4: There's four little babies flying around here somewhere.
2: <laughs>
4: well, speaking of that, my, my
1: next-door neighbor got into a new hobby, and she you guys have, may have done it yourselves in school, but she raised monarch butterflies. Mm-hmm. Monarch butterflies, and I didn't even know you can raise them. But there's okay. a milkweed that they thrive on and they lay their larva on that weed uh, and roll the leaf around itself as a cocoon. And then they come out of that, and then they attach themselves to that. So what she did is detach the leaves, put them in a cage, and there's a monarch butterfly cage that you can buy. And she had usually about eight or nine or ten in a cage and when they hatched, then she would open the cage, and let them loose. Interesting, mm. very interesting. Mm. So anyhow, I, I start. I looked it up on the internet, and sure enough, that's a hobby with some people raising monarch butterflies. Mm. And I told her, I said, I sure hope all those butterflies, uh, 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 you know, don't go from Canada to Mexico and come back over here to our backyard and attach stuff like they do when they migrate. But mm-hmm. I think somewhere in Mexico they migrate to uh, one of the areas there in Mexico. And, and, uh, How do they know?
4: How do they know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, listen, guys, mm-hmm.
1: thanks a lot for hanging in here with me. And I sure don't like to do this show with a cell phone.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, we do it all the time. <laughs> I
1: know, but, but here, yep. I, here's one suggestion, and I've suggested it in the past, and some people have taken me up on it. I think Mike did. Mike, uh, uh, what was like Mike's Mike? Uh, you know, the one that passed away last year. Mike, come on, help me out here. Mike. Uh, Mike. Uh, yeah, he passed away. Pilot. Yeah, uh, yeah, pilot, Eastern pilot. Uh at any rate, he took my advice, and it worked pretty good. Uh, but you can get a headset and plug it right into your into your, uh, cell phone, a uh, headset and uh, microphone. So at any rate, uh, okay, until Monday night. That's just a couple of nights from now. And I hope you guys will tune in because I think, I don't know whether we got another one of your stories, Jim Holder, or not. I'd sure like to have oh, one from know, you, I Renee. I, I wish you'd see one. The whale's going dry. Okay. The <laughs> going dry. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, uh, thanks a lot, guys. Have a good weekend.
4: And, all right. uh, Goodbye, everybody.
1: Stay healthy Thank and you. safe. We'll see you. Hop, Harrigan. It's all yours. Bye-bye, Sharon. <laughs>
3: Well Twelve hundreds All clear Okay, this is
0: Hulk Harrigan Coming in Coming in on a wing And a prayer Coming in on a wing And a prayer Though there's one motor gone We can still carry on Coming in on a wing And a prayer What a show, what a fight Yes, we really hit our target for tonight How we sing as we limp through the air Look below, there's our field over there With our full crew aboard and our trust in the Lord We're coming in on a wing and a prayer through the air. Look below, there's our field over there. With our full crew aboard and our trust in the Lord, we're coming in on a wing and a prayer.
5: somewhere in flight, they're taking you away, leaving me lonely, silver wings, slowly fading out of sight.